Because I don't know about you, but I realize that I'm, I'm aging, but I refuse to get old. And that's because the Bible says that God will renew my strength as I continue to get older. God wants us to be healthy, wants us to be whole. And so once again, that's what we've been talking about. In fact, we're concluding our series today called Fake News, Real News. And we've been really just kind of using that uh, that terminology that we've been having in just our mainstream media to really put a spin on just fake news and real news. And we said this concerning John chapter 8, verse 32. It says... And you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you or make you free. And so if you recall, I said that I just broke that down and really found some definitions of some words to bring clarity to that that verse. And so we could say it this way when we use some of the words and breaking them down by definition. It says that there is a doctrine or a belief system that you can know and understand to the point of having a resolve... That makes you free and exempt from moral liability. You can be free and exempt from a mortal, natural life, physical body liability. How many of you have ever gotten in trouble with the law? Maybe in your younger years. In fact, my daughter, we were just talking about this the the other day. And my daughter just asked me two days ago. She says, have you ever been in jail, Dad? And I said, well, I went to jail to visit somebody. I said, well, I've never actually been there. And she goes, oh, that's good, Dad. It's good. I said, but, you know, now I've been in the back of a cop car a few times. But aren't you glad that there is times that some nice, well-intended police officer can look the other way? Right? They, they, they didn't hold you or they, they, they let you be exempt from mortal liability. Oh, come on, I can think of a few times. In fact, my parents are in Florida, so they don't hear me telling these stories. Because sometimes when I tell these stories of way back when, they're like, I can't believe you shared it in front of the church, you know. And they, that you're our son, and therefore everybody looks at us as what kind of bad parents we were. I'm like, Dad, I'm almost 50 years old. Come on, man, they're not thinking that anymore. So, <laughs> Anyways, but I, I've had some experiences in my life where I'm glad that the police officers didn't hold me accountable to the liability that I should have faced. Amen? And that's what Jesus came to do. He came so that we would not be held responsible for the moral liability that was really due us. In fact, the Bible says it this way, that the moral liability is defined as or recognized as the curse of the law. The curse of the law. Hey, listen, what do we got here? Oh, thank you, sir. Black Jeep Liberty, alarm going off. If that's you out in the parking lot, your alarm is going off. Um, somebody was trying to steal your car. So, no. <laughs> Just, uh, thank you, Chuck. Appreciate that. All right, so we said that mortal liability is recognized in the Bible as called the curse of the law. But here's the good thing. The Bible tells us over in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, it says that Jesus redeemed us or purchased the price for that curse. Let me read it to you. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit Through faith. So the Bible says that there was 
a liability that was owed to you and me. But Jesus took that on himself when he hung on the cross and it said that he purchased the punishment for us. Aren't you glad? Come on. And the Bible also tells us this in Deuteronomy chapter 28. It says that part of that curse is sickness and disease. So in other words, just part of the fallen nature of man, sickness, disease came and it began to affect this body. But Jesus said, I came that you don't have to stay sick, that you don't have to die sick, that you can trust me and I will purpose to touch your body and make you whole. I'm so glad that he did. How about you? Now, here's the thing. When we start talking about some of these things concerning God's heart, God's will, God's desire, sometimes people have this one-liner and they say, well, you just never know. You just never know what the outcome might be. You just never know whether or not God will answer your prayer. Do you know there is nowhere found in the Bible, there is not a chapter verse that says, Thus saith the Lord, you just never know. (laughs) Nowhere. It's not found in there. In fact, the Bible tells us that all of God's promises are yes and amen or so be it. And we saw there in Galatians chapter 3, it says that because of what Jesus did, He made it possible for us to have access to those promises. And therefore, the promise is always yes. Amen. Now, I realize that we've been taught before, well, sometimes God says yes, sometimes He says no, and sometimes He says maybe. (laughs) No, God says His promises are always yes, and so be it. Amen? Amen? Now, We've kind of been using some of these taglines in the mainstream media. And so I want to just bring something to your attention of things that you may have heard. But we have a president that has made these statements. President Trump, he's, he's made this declaration and he says, I'm going to build a wall. Now, the thing about President Trump, when he says I'm going to build a wall, he, he says it with some vigor, doesn't he? And it seems as though every time he faces some opposition, he said, oh, well, you hide and watch. I'm going to build that wall. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. He does it with, with, with some, some vim and vigor. He does it with some confidence. He does it with some swagger to say, I know who I am. This is why I've come here. And this is what we're going to do. Now, like him or not, that's just kind of his demeanor, right? Well, we also see... That God, in Exodus chapter 15, He's speaking to the the children of Israel, God's people. And this is as they were departing from Egypt. And we we said to you that concerning that whole storyline of of Moses and the children of Israel leaving Egypt, that's all just a grand picture of what salvation was to truly bring for us. It was a poetic example of God's heart and what would come through Jesus And him redeeming the curse. But in Exodus chapter 15 verse 26. God makes this statement to his people. He says if you'll listen. If you'll purpose to turn your heart toward me. He says I'm the Lord. And the King James says it this way. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Or just in modern vernacular. God says I'm your God. And my desire is to heal your body. Now, if President Trump can get up there and he can say, I'm going to build a wall. And that's just him 
blowing some smoke and he's got to have a whole lot more stuff to back him up in order for that to happen. But if he can sit there and say that with confidence, how much more do you think God making this statement here in the word of God to his people? Do you think he's sitting back saying, well, yes, I'm God. (laughs) I like to heal my people. No. I mean, my God is a God that is very confident. My God is the God that created the universe. My God is the God that spoke and things happened. And it's the same God that says, Hey, I'm your dad. I'm your God. I'm your father. And I'm the God that heals you. Come on. He said it with a bunch of swagger. Amen. He said it with confidence. He said it with a with a growl in his voice even, I think. Man, he says, I'm your God. And I'm the God that heals you. That's the heart of God. That's the desire that He desires for each and every one of us. But oftentimes the way we interact with God is though God is giving us an exchange as though He's giving us an allowance. You know, if you've got children or if you've ever given them an allowance, you'll give them an allowance based upon the duties performed, right? At the end of the week, okay, you're going to get $3 or you're going to get $5. Now, at the end of the, the week, when the week comes and, and your child looks at the, the currency, and they're like, <laughs> you're about three fifty short, Dad. What's up? Well, the currency is based upon what you did. And therefore, there's several things that you didn't do. And therefore, uh, the condition was, that's how you got your allowance. But God never said that. And that's not God's heart to dole, dole out or to give to us based on an allowance kind of exchange where he says, if you'll just simply do this, then I'll do this. No, he says, I'm the Lord your God. I'm your healer. That's my heart. That's my desire. That's why I sent Jesus was so that you could be redeemed from the curse of the law. My desire is that you walk in this freedom. But once again, many times we find ourselves feeling like we've gotten in the hole. Meaning, the exchange has been off balance. So therefore, because God, I, I, I come to you on this exchange of whether I got my allowance or not, but man, I know I really blew it this week. And so, coming to God with any kind of confidence to say, God, you said you are my healer. No, we come to God and say, God, I guess I just didn't measure up this week. I'll check in next Friday. That was never the heart or the desire because once again, that's why God sent Jesus. Fake news has been trying to feed us since the beginning of creation. And if you'll allow yourself to buy into fake news saying, well, I don't know if God will, I don't know if God can, I don't know if I'm good enough, Anytime you hear these type of subjects or messages or we start to have an exchange, because individuals feed on fake news, they'll always end their conversation by saying, yeah, but. And if you don't realize it or not, your but has gotten in the way of a lot of God's good things for you. Amen. And the reason why you've got a but is because you've been feeding on fake news. And some have allowed their butts to get really big because of the fake news you've been feeding on. Excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. Knocking some things off. 
Why? Because you've allowed your butt to get real big based upon what you've been feeding on. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. No, there is no yeah, but. There's yes and amen according to God's promises. Amen. So that's what we've got a purpose to feed on, our purpose to give ourselves to. And that's the truth that makes us free and exempt from moral liability. I don't have to be sick. I can be free. Amen. Come on, let me just give you, give you some hope. When it comes to cancer, 100% of the time, cancer will die. I said 100% of the time, cancer will die. <clears throat> the only way that cancer can live is if it's feeding on a living body. Therefore, I can trust God to His promise or I can just go ahead and die. Either way, it's going to die. Are you tracking with me? Because the only way that that cancer can stay living in your body is if it's feeding on a living body. Well, if you die, it has nothing more to feed on. So it will die. Cancer is subject to the life of humanity. But the Bible says that the life of God lives on the inside of us. Amen? Fake news. Now, now, now listen, listen, we talked about how your, your butts can get bigger. Think about it for just a moment. We just came out of the winter season. And there's something that they have continually said to us. It's cold and flu season. Cold and flu season, right? Now, it's turning off into spring. So what's the dialogue turned to now? It's allergy season. Exactly. If you'll purpose to feed on the right thing rather than saying, yeah, but, you'll say, yeah, buddy. That's my God. Right? Or maybe you've watched the commercials and they say, have you ever been exposed to asbestos? You might have a case for melophysioma. And all of a sudden you start thinking, dear God, I know that I've been exposed to that sometime. In fact, every now and then I kind of cough. I wonder if I got something. Right? And think, well, I wonder if that's going to turn into anything. Well, what's it do? It starts feeding your fear. <laughs> Come on. That's where we're at. But there is real news that says we can be free. Here's what Jesus said in, in Luke chapter 4, verse 17 through 19. Jesus made a declaration. He, he gave the headlines of the day. And this is what he said. It says, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to those that are captive and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the Bible says that after he read this, after he said, this is my purpose, this is why I've come, the Bible says that he turned around and sat down. And when he turned around and sat down, it offended all the religious leaders in the temple. The reason being is because the chair that he sat down was the one that was assigned and reserved for the Messiah. And when Jesus made that proclamation, he said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And he sat down. What's he saying? He's saying, 
I'm He. I'm the one that you've been waiting for. I'm right here. And He sat down. President Trump, he said this before. He says, I'm going to fix things. I'm going to make things better. I'm the president. When Jesus sat down, before he sat down, he says, this is who I am. This is the acceptable of the year of the Lord. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And he says, drop the mic. And he backed up and sat down. Come on, you think President Trump has some swagger, has some confidence, has some arrogance about him? Jesus says, I'm he. I'm the one that they're talking about. Behold me. <laughs> right? Now, you know Jesus wasn't arrogant, but what I'm saying is that he's given real news. He says, I've come, and part of me coming is to heal you. Heal your broken heart. Heal, heal your twisted mind. Heal your, your, your afflicted body. If you're blind, you need sight, I'll restore it. Because this is the acceptable year of the Lord. How many of you know that every year there is a new year, so therefore it becomes the acceptable year of the Lord? Today is the acceptable day of the Lord. You might as well just simply settle it in your heart. Man, if, if there ever was a good time to be healed or be made well, today's a good day. If you're sitting here saying, man, I'm feeling like a just a, a pile of bricks. I just feel horrible. Man, the doctors have said this. Then you just happen to be at the right place at the right time because it's not just me talking. It's Jesus that's here today to minister to those that are sick. Amen. He came to make us free. You may ask me the question, are you confident that people will be touched by God and people will get healed? I'm not confident in me. I'm confident in the Scripture. For the Bible tells us that we can subscribe to the news. And I've got a lifetime subscription to the Word of God, to the truth. And the truth says that we can be exempt from mortal liability. And the one thing that I know is that the Bible says that God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm the Lord your God. I change not. In fact, Jesus said this. He said to his disciples, and therefore, he said to his disciples, it's applicable to us. He says, go lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He says, get the elders of the church together, pray the prayer of faith, and you'll see them made well. That's the heart of God. Say, do you really believe that? Absolutely, I believe it with 100% of my life. Not just because I believe it in theory, it's because I live it. Last, well, no, it was two weeks ago. My son, he was in the living room and he was crying and he says, Dad, my ear hurts. Now, my, my, my kid's not a mamby-pamby boy. He's not a whiner. I want to have a little whiny boy in my house. He's going to be a boy's boy, you know what I mean? So he said, Dad, my ear hurts. And I said, what's the matter? He said, I don't know, it hurts. And he's crying. And I said, would you put something in your ear? He said, no. He said, it hurts, Dad. And I think, well, you know, maybe it's just this kind of a passing thing. So I went downstairs in my office and I was doing some study down there. And my wife, she brought my son down about five minutes later. And she goes, hey, he's really complaining about his ear. She goes, he, he wants you to pray for him. And he's crying the whole time as she's telling me. And so I said, okay. And it's funny how just as a father, you know, just that, just something on the inside, like, <clears throat> it is getting mad. Like, you know, doggone it, my son don't have to be sick. This thing's got to leave his body. I said, well, come over here, son. I said, let's, let's pray. So I put my hands on his ears. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you are the healer. And I said, in the name of Jesus, ears, you have to be made right. You have to leave pain in Jesus' name. We thank you for, 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 for relief in this year in Jesus' name, and we thank you for it. Amen. 
And so as I stopped praying, I looked at my son and I said, I said, do you feel better? He says, no. And I said, I said, well, you just give it a second. And I said, and you'll find that the pain's gone. So he ended up leaving my office. And so I went back to studying. And then my wife, she came in about five minutes later and she's laughing. I said, well, what's so funny? She goes, he's in on our bed jumping up and down, just doing it like a trampoline in there. She goes, his, his ear's all better. She goes, I asked him and he said, no more pain. Amen. You may say, well, that's just coincidental. No, it's not coincidental. Because when he was born... They brought them in back to us after they had cleaned them all up and checked them all out. And they brought them back and they said, well, we did some tests on his ears. And, and when we did the test, we're, we're showing that one of his ears is not uh, having the ability to hear. Well, long story short, we just went through a big ordeal. He was six, six weeks early and, and, and it was just the hand of God moving the, during that whole pregnancy and delivery. And so I, I said to myself, well, God, you didn't bring him all this far, far to have a deaf ear. So he was laying on my laps or on my knees. I was sitting down in a chair. I laid him on my lap and I put my hands on his ears. And I said, God, this boy was made to, to be perfectly whole. So we speak to that ear and we command that ear to be open and hear in Jesus' name. And just thank God for it. Well, the next morning, that gal, she came back by. Oh, hey, by the way, we ran some tests this morning. And, you know, both ears are working perfectly. Like, well, praise the Lord. Amen. You say, well, that was just a coincidence. Well, let me give you another one. There was a time just a, oh, maybe about, oh, I don't know. It's been several years ago, I guess it was now. There was a little boy in our church, and he had tubes in his ears. And, and he had had tubes in his ears for, for, for a number of months, and it was coming into summer months. And so obviously summer months means you go swimming. And he went into the doctor to get the tubes out. The doctors took the tubes out. But he says, listen, it don't look like it did what it was supposed to do. So we're going to have to put tubes back in his ears. And so in the middle of church during the meet and greet kind of time, the mother was telling me this story. And she says, he is just beside himself because he, he wants to go swimming this year. And he knows that if he gets tubes in his ears, that he won't be able to go swimming once again for another summer. And I'm like, well, that's just not acceptable to him not being able to go swimming. And so I said, well, bring him over here. So we just, we brought him over and I just prayed for his ears. I said, God, we thank you that his ears are healthy and whole and they've been restored right now in Jesus' name. Went back to the doctor and the doctor said, well, I don't know what happened, but we don't have to put tubes in his ears. Well, praise God, we know what happened. We, we serve a healing God. And you say, well, that might be coincidental. Well, I got one more to tell you. I was in the Philippines 20 years ago and we had an open air crusade. We had hundreds of people out in the, out in the crusade around the lawn. And at the end of the service, they would be coming up and we would pray for those that needed to be, uh, needed to be prayed for because they needed uh, healing in their body. And this little old lady came up to me and I says what can I do for you she pulled the hearing aid out of her ear it was corded to a battery pack you know kind of the old school hearing aid and I said what can I do for you she says I want to hear and I said all right I said well let's pray and get that ear working she says okay she wound it all up she stuck it in her purse I'm thinking well this this woman's ready to go so I put my hands on her ears and I prayed for her and I said can you hear me she goes, ah, she goes, it's a little bit better, but not, no, not really. And I said, well, let's get that ear open. So I said, in the name of Jesus, we command this ear to open up and now in Jesus' name. And I said, can you hear me now? All of a sudden, I said, I can hear you. I said, can you hear me good? She goes, well, I, not, not as good as the other ear. She goes, but, but I can hear you better than I was before. I said, well, better's not good enough. We want best, right? She goes, yes. So I put my hands on her ears again. I said, in Jesus' name, open. And I said, can you hear me now? She said, She started jumping up. And, ah, I can hear. What am I saying? It's not just an isolated incident. 
It's not me and the person that's praying. It's the God that we serve. He desires for us to be healthy and whole. Can you say amen? Just to give you two more examples and then we'll give you an opportunity to be prayed for. There was a man in this church several years back. He was in intensive care in ICU and it didn't look good. And the doctor said he had an aneurysm on the brain. And so we went up to the hospital and we prayed for him. Well, within the week, he was discharged. The doctor says, we don't know where the aneurysm went. But it's gone. Well, if you know anything about aneurysms, aneurysms don't just disappear. And the funny thing is, is that when I'm talking to him, I said, do you realize that God did that? He's like, um, I guess so. I'm like, you guess so? What do you mean? <laughs> Amen. Talking about a God that's faithful. And then lastly, just about two years ago, there was a daughter of a family within this church. Just a teenage girl got in a car accident, severely hurt, was in ICU, was in a coma. And I got this call that says, she's in the hospital. And so we go up there and I enter into the room with her dad. And I see this little teenage girl laying unconscious in the bed. And I looked over at the dad and tears streaming down his face. And I can only imagine the hurt, the fear, and the concern as he looks at his little girl laying there in the bed. Now, I knew in my heart what God's wanting to do. But just from the natural side, I could feel that for the moment because I'm thinking, man, if that was my kid. Oh, how that would just tear you up inside. Seeing parts of the flesh gashed from the accident and, and, you're, and, and they're unconscious and you're, you're seeing them with the breathing apparatus. I mean, I can only imagine what it would be to have your daughter there. And I think, God. And so I turned to the father with tears streaming down his face. I said, God's going to restore your daughter back to the way she was. I said, this isn't how she's going to stay. And so we prayed for her right there in ICU. And it was a grim diagnosis. But I'm here to tell you by the end of the week, she was out of the hospital. She's a big ball player. And they said, you won't be playing ball this year because of all your injuries. Within, a, I think, a month, she was back playing ball again. I'm telling you, our God is so good. Our God is so faithful. And He's just wanting us just to reach out and say, God... Will you do it for me? And he says, I am the Lord that healeth you. Amen. Let me share one last verse and we'll close. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He that raised Jesus up from the dead shall also quicken. Or that word quicken is make alive your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. There was a mortal liability. But the Bible says that Jesus will quicken, make alive this mortal body. He'll bring life. Now, I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know what you have need of. 
I don't care how big it is. I don't care how dire it is. I know that we serve a God that is more than able. And He's never met one that's too big for Him yet. Amen? Now, Jordan, why don't you help me out, please? Now, this is Sunday morning. And I realize on Sunday morning, we do things a little bit different. And so this might not necessarily be the custom that we normally do on a Sunday morning. And that's all right. You realize that we can shake it up a little bit, right? But the Bible says, Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And so, I want to give people the invitation... If they want prayer because of what's going on in their body, I want to give an invitation for people to come forward and we're just going to pray with you. You might say, well, man, that means i got to go up in front of everybody. I'm not looking to embarrass you or even make you feel uncomfortable. But here's the one thing that I know. That if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you don't want to be sick anymore, then we can just... Amongst families say, you know what? I'll step out. And I'll just go up there to receive prayer. And like I said, it's a little bit out of our norm. And I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot. But I just know that God is faithful. God is real. Amen. Come on up. Why don't we all stand together? Join me right here in the middle. You can face me. Amen. Anybody else at this time, if you say, I want God to minister to my body, would you just come and line up across the front just in a single file line? Amen. Just come on. Amen. Amen. If you get out of room here, you can kind of go down to that side as well. Amen. 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 All right. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Is just put your attention on God. And all I'm going to do is come and just put my hand on your shoulder. And I'm just going to pray. I don't need to know what it is. Because God does. And we're just going to pray as Jesus instructed. Lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. Amen. Amen. So, if you will, just close your eyes and put your attention on Him. Amen. Thank you, Father. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Thank you. Thank you for the healing power of God right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Mm. Thank you for the power of God. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name now. Thank you, Father. 
in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Ha, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Be healed in Jesus' name. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Now. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Father, for restoration. Restoration. And be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Joints, you be healed. Now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you. There it is. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You have to go. No more. So we command you to be healed now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Saturate, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yep. In Jesus' name, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. So I command you to be healed now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yeah, yeah, right there it is. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Be free. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We speak health and healing into this body. Be healed in Jesus' name. Now, thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Filled and flooded, Lord, with the power and the healing power of God right now. In Jesus' name. We command this body to be whole and healthy and healed in Jesus' name now. Jesus name Father in the name of Jesus we speak to this body we command it to be whole from the top of his head to the soles of his feet we're no longer subject to you you're subject to us so we command health and healing to fill and flood this body now in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I break this yoke. The anointing destroys the yoke and it removes the burden. So, Father, I thank you right now. Healing power flows from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And we command this body, this whole person to be made whole. 
now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, you can find your way back. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Now, as I said, I know that's a little bit different having people come up front and pray. But I'd rather step out of my comfort zone and receive from God than to stay planted and say, well, I'll be settled with what I have. Amen. Amen. Now, we're just going to worship God just real abbreviated here at the end because we're running short on time. Well, let's just thank God for what God did for those that came up and for you as individuals that received from God. Now, when you go home, don't check to see if God did something. Go home and check to see that He did do something. Because faith expects. And therefore, when you find that, hey, 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 hey. It's turned, it's changed, it's different. You might even say, it's just, it's just a little bit different. A little bit of difference is on its way of moving forward into progress, right? And that's where you say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's turning, it's changing. Let us know. Because that does us well and that gives us the opportunity to brag on God. And say, God is faithful, amen? If you don't want to be named by name, that's fine. But let me brag on a God, Amen? And let us tell everybody that God's faithful. Amen? So come on, let's worship God one last time before we part. And we'll see you you tomorrow on work day, right? Amen. Well, you just got healed, so you're all ready. You're ready to go work now, right? Come on, all right. Amen.